Fancy managers, welcome to FPL Addicts Preview Podcast, Game Week 14. Apologies for the delay if you have been waiting in the lobby. Uh, we have been uh, just sorting some stuff out in the background, a bit of technical difficulties, aka Chris Reed is the technical difficulty. But welcome, hope you're all doing well, getting ready for Game Week 14. I'm in the studio, joined today by the one and only FPL Addicts Reedy and Chazza Roberts. Uh, this podcast is powered by Esports Live and sponsored by Bonus Bank. If you are new around here, please drop us a, uh, a like on the on the video. Subscribe would be brilliant and get involved in the comments while we're live, but also after the show as well. And if you are listening on podcast, uh, please do give us a, a rating and review if you've enjoyed it or any feedback you want to share with us. But hope you're doing well. Um, let's get into it and let's chat to some of our panelists. So, Reedy, how are you doing today, buddy? Are you are you, are you doing without uh, the Reverend? Are you okay without him? Yeah, doing fine. Um, he talks a lot, the Reverend, so it's nice to have him here for a little bit, you know. And uh, yeah, and yeah, I mean, listen, it's not often that it's that it's me, you, and Chazza, so it's nice to freshen him up a little bit. And um, yeah, Thursday now, so the week's going along nicely, and the football will be back in no time. So I'm looking forward to the uh, to the show today. Absolutely, mate. Really enjoyed your stream the other day with the Rev. I know you didn't get much of a word in, but you were uh, like you both had a good time reviewing the um, the previous game week and looking at a few assets. Maybe we need to look out for this week so you can bring some of that content into this pod. Would be fantastic. And Chazza, over to you. How are you doing? How was the mullet? Well, look, it's been a good week, but today was a really uh, interesting day. I managed to lose my triathlon suit at the local swim centre. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So, what did you go yeah. home in? Well, <laughs> of course, I went home in shirt and shorts and I tried to contact a company, but I couldn't find it. So, I reckon someone's uh, stolen it. But can I say what I love about us three as a chemistry is our WhatsApp chat on the Sunday. So, we had Castagna that was on Chris's bench, <laughs> Jack's bench, and then me going with Sacco over Madison. And then Madison outscores Sacco, just quite <laughs> suspended. <laughs> Honestly, what a shambles last game we were was so there, there was There were so many it. issues and we will be getting into that. But uh, great to uh, be joined by you both today. Um, I'm sure we'll get through a lot of content and uh, have a bit of a laugh along the way, as we always do. Um, so I, I guess, we'd, listen, the boys did the review uh, pod the other day. Any any key takeaways from that, Reedy, that you want to just quickly go over? Oh, takeaways. Oof, there was there was a few in terms of um, no KFC or McDonald takeaways, mate. Or... No, not that type of takeaway. I think there was a few takeaways from Rev, obviously, because he's really bullish at the moment about about and he was on the beers. three nil, and he was having a few beers, so you know um, he was in a good mood, good spirits, yeah, and um, you know he's really happy and pleased about Everton beating Palace and. Clean sheet, DCL got a goal, um, but I don't think in particular there was anything to take a you know to take away from it. I think the games as we went through them and so on, and we reviewed last week. Um, you know, I think the fact that Newcastle beat beat Spurs, you can see Newcastle being serious contenders. I think now people are looking and going, well, actually, we can finish top four, um, and rightly so. You know, they they deserve it based on on how they're going this season. Um, Fulham still beating teams, showing that. They should be in the Premiership, you know. I know it's Leeds, um, but Fulham got the three 0 win, and I think the most surprising result of a whole was the Villa. Um, what about the Villa? Brentford, Villa against Brentford, four 0 Danny Ings, um, Watkins, 
Leon, Leon Bailey. Bailey. Leon Bailey, exactly. Um, so yeah, so that that's it really in general, I think. And I think that as we go into this week's discussion and looking ahead to game week 14, um, I think there'll be a good few topics we can we can cover and um, and and it'll kind of like follow on from from what me and Rev did the other day. So yeah. All right, great stuff, mate. And yeah, like I said, if you've not caught that video already, it is on our YouTube playlist for game week 14, along with on podcast. So you can uh, go back an episode or go back a one and, and check that out and have a listen to the lads rambling on. Obviously, uh, an Everton and an Evertonian and a Liverpoolian, <laughs> the Scousers. If you can stand both of them, then uh, check that out. But we are going to get into this week. Let's change that layout on there. Beautiful. Let's get on the podcast league. You know, this is the ultimate in mini leagues, the podcast mini league. There's three of us on here today. Got off the squad and we're going to no, start. Just, just, no, just move up a little bit, Jack. Just no. don't, you don't need to put me there on the screen. That's six, fine. six fantasy managers no, going in, going at it in this competition. Bottom no, of the ladder. Five, not six. Bottom of the ladder on 681 points, sitting 2.6 million in the world of... 47-point game week, Reedy's Renegades. Chris Reed. <laughs> there might as well be five at this rate, the way I'm going. Um, yeah. Yeah, go on. Talk us through, mate, because I know you've got, not got your share screen up ready, so I'll, I'll just bring it up for you. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's ready. It's ready. 47, 47 points all out. 51 was the average. That average is killing me this season so far. I uh, just want to say uh, welcome to Ducky and Colm in the chat, by the way. Good to see you, lads. And, um, yeah, Nick Pope, not really done me any favours since I brought him in. Continues to just get me, what, two pointers every week. Um, well, actually, I played Sanchez last week, last week and he got me the six points. But, yeah, Nick Pope, two points. Trippier, two points as uh, they conceded against Spurs. Um, and then... Saliba as well for Arsenal. Um, they got the, the the goal, um, the goal they conceded against Southampton, who've who've just looked actually a different team uh, lately. So yeah, no no clean sheet points for me out of those four four players. Uh, Trent was the one that I won't mention it until in a minute when I mention the guy that's on my bench. But going through the rest of the team, Salah captain, another disappointment. Uh, Bowen same, Andreas. Brilliant. What more can I say? I'm, I'm relieved that I started him. Uh, 10 points there, so that was good. And then uh, across the front, Tony didn't do much, but Haaland and Mitrovic, again, showing why they're um, some of the best choice strikers in the game at the minute. So, yeah, Haaland got his 13 points. Some would say a little bit lucky with the penalty. And, and you know, in terms of his goal where Webster just, just bounced off him um, and he slotted it away, you know, um, yeah, that's how it was. But Castagna... Obviously, this guy, over the last one, two, three, four, five game weeks, has racked up the clean sheets. Even got an assist in this one against Wolves, 4-0 thrashing. And um, I left him on my bench for Trent, who um, didn't start for Liverpool. Uh, James Milner got the nod. I knew this. I knew this. But I still kind of went with it and thought, you know... Did the, post, did the postman give you the inside information, did he? Well, yeah, you know, sometimes you do get the leaks on Twitter and early team news and stuff like that. So I did know that Milner was starting, but I just kind of thought, I can't leave Trent on the bench. You know, seven point, you know, million assets. And even if he has 20 minutes, he's surely going to return against someone like Forrest. Um, but on a, as a whole, we were just we were just awful. So that was a bad decision. I can look back on that and say, listen, 
you know, I should have should have probably started them to be honest with you, based on the news that I got beforehand. Um, maybe a bit of team bias sneaking in there, but forty-seven all out could have been worse. Maybe I've seen lower scores knocking about, but could have been a little bit better, especially because I took, didn't take a hit this week, so no transfers. I rolled over, and uh, I was just shy by four points or five points of beating the average. Yeah, and it was a decent effort. I feel like the last two weeks, right? Two weeks ago, I told you to start Andreas instead of McAllister. And then last week, I'm pretty sure on the podcast, I said, start Castagna. Why are you not starting him? Yeah, yeah I'm, you pretty sure, I'm pretty sure you're just doing it just to go against what I'm saying <laughs> you to do. And you're, and you're suffering for it. <laughs> do you know what? I mean, I've had him for, I think it may be even since game week 11, I've had him. And uh, I was saying to Rev the other night, of those three game weeks, I benched him the first game week in game week 11. Um, I played him in game week 12 and got his six points. And then I benched him in uh, game week 13. So of those, however many points he's racked up, I've only benefited from six of them. So mm. it's my own fault. You know? Not ideal, mate. Not ideal. Colm's in, in the comments. And what we'll be doing we'll, when we get to our discussion points later on in the show this question is definitely going to be coming up. So keeping Haaland or using a transfer to Kane, um, and obviously it's about the value in there. So that question will be discussed, not necessarily answered, but it will be discussed uh, as we as we approach. But really, obviously you've got, you know, not the form that you were in last year, um, but you, you're just under the average there. Not too bad in terms of things. It was a difficult week to navigate. A couple of those decisions could have got you a bit higher, as you, as you mentioned. Elsewhere in the podcast league, uh, Ollie Walker-Peel on this evening. Fifth place. Uh, he's on 6-8-7 overall, so six points above Reedy. So there's nothing in it. This is a tight competition that we've got going on here. And above uh, Ollie. Uh, is Mikey the Reverend? He's got fifty. He, he holds fifty points last week uh, and sits on six nine five, sitting two point one million overall. So again, nothing much in it. That swing could really happen. But sitting pretty in third place now, six hundred ninety-seven points, two above Mikey. After hitting fifty-three points, he's climbed up the ladder again, and it is Chazza Roberts. So the mullet. Talk us through your team for this from last week, mate. So there's certain formulas that happen when it comes to scoring in fantasy football. And one of those formulas is that your captaincy genuinely carries your game week score and no one else really does anything. And this is exactly how it transpired. Haaland with pretty much getting half a point. The rest were just in, at their local beach. Ward, what a sensational get with eight points. Keeping a clean sheet away at the Molyneux. However, no one goes to the beach in the UK this time of the year, mate. Yeah, well, all my players did. Well, actually, in fairness, <laughs> Mr. Rich got his goal, which was fair play to him. So, well done. And he's been scoring since he's come into the team as he started. 17 points on the bench. I know other managers have had worse. That's where it's a Twitter sphere comes into play. But it does hurt still 17. I did not expect Forrest keeping a clean sheet at home to Liverpool. That's one thing. But... The Andreas one, it was fascinating because I've sort of seen in recent times Leeds have been a, a little more defensive, but we know Fulham love to attack. So I think Leeds had a similar mindset at Ellen Road on Sunday, and it really benefited uh, Pereira. And that's it. Yeah, nice, mate. It was, um, listen, it was enough to climb above the average for you this week, as well as climbing up uh, above Mikey. How are you feeling about being in third position on the podcast mini league? 
We move to game week 14. That's all I care about. Next match, I like it, mate. I like it. It's something to sound a bit like my, my favourite, Ten Hag, mate. It's all about the next game. Don't look ahead. Just see where we are. And we'll look on the ladder maybe towards the end of the year. <laughs> but you're, um, you're doing well in there, buddy. So congratulations on climbing up, even though you're not too bragging about it at all, which is fair. Second place, um, it is Elliot Craig, Botman and Robin. 49 points he got this week. Two below the average, but still, uh, I'm pretty sure he got a green arrow in there for himself as well. Um, where is he in it? No, he didn't. He got a red. He got a red one, but not too bad from L. I'm surprised he hasn't brought in Almer on yet. I wonder if that is one for this week. I'm not too sure. He hasn't left us a recording this week, so we're not too sure what he's going to do. Uh, but this week, I've had a stinker on here, haven't I? I think I'm obviously fully aware of this. So 46 points I got. Now, on my team. Greater, two points. Trips, two. Robertson, two. Cancelo, two. Cresswell saved my game week, really, with his eight points. Clean sheet and bonus in that West Ham 2-0 win. My midfield doing Nout. Bowen got subbed before that penalty. Not too sure he's on them anymore anyway, but he could have had that penalty a minute after he came off. Um, Zaha, one point. Foden, who was my transfer, got me one point as he let so many managers down. And then... In my front line here, so last week I had a bit of a boo-boo, didn't I? Because when we were streaming last week, I thought, right, I'm just going to get all these City players all lined up so it looks nice and pretty for the pod when we go when we're, when, when we're going to my team. And I put them all onto the wing there, but in between transferring players in and out, my captain's armband changed. So I ended up with Tony as a captain, but I didn't look at my team, so I was like, oh, it's set anyway. And I didn't go back on it and check. So I went into the game week, with the captain's armband on Tony, four points he got me, he did nothing, he got absolutely destroyed by Villa, uh, and Haaland, 13 points, I would have had that, obviously the 26, and I was absolutely spewing, I mean, I would have finished on 59, which would have been a decent, healthy week, well, 57, uh, would have been a, a good week, would have been happy with that, uh, Kane got the eight points, so yeah, Tony, I was praying for a hat-trick, and of course, there was a manager kind of bounced with Gerard getting sacked, and, um, you know, Villa just absolutely turning up. And then it got worse because if you look down on the bench now, eight points for Ward, 10 for Andreas, Neko with six, and Bailey with 13 points. Absolute shambles. What's that, 37 points? <laughs> so an absolute nightmare. Captaincy. And then my bench hauling nearly more than what my team did. I think That's, that was the case for a that, moment. That deserves... You, I don't know if you have anyway, Jack, but you need to post that on Twitter. Well, you should have. <laughs> I think, yeah. We could have retweeted the shit out of it <laughs> or, right. or quoted it. But Yeah, I think I got tagged in a few things. Uh, an absolute shocker. Um, but yeah, it was, as Gary's mentioned on here, it was an absolute bench party. Um, that's where I spent most of my football days as well, on the bench. So Did yeah, that's where all the points were. Off air, Jack told me he was captain and Tony, and he was like, Yeah, I don't want to do Harlan this week. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, You sure, mate? You sure it's risky? And he was like, Nah, he ran so much. I didn't pay much attention. I was more paying more attention to your Burger King now. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the best, the only saving grace for me this in that game in game week 13 was when I looked at the mini league and then yeah. reading Captain Salah, and I was absolutely buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Listen, like there's been weeks where you can go against Haaland, but then whenever you do do that, the majority of time this season it's been Haaland does something. So yeah. you know, 
you lose out if you cap the captain blanks and so on. So I even did actually genuinely captain Tony one game week. He got me nothing, got me two points. So yeah, there's plenty of times. I mean, you did it accidentally, Jack. Obviously, you, oh, you, pure, pure uh, accident going through the aesthetics. We've seen. I think. I think, Chaz, what would you say about about Jack's bench? Would you agree that? What is starting eleven is realistically you'd pick that nine times out of ten anyway, and there's no one on the bench maybe other than Pereira that you that he would have started that game week for thirty. Yeah. Oh look, yeah, no, I agree with that. I just felt it was a missed opportunity for everyone in the mini league to really gain a bit of ground considering Jack Spench and then the failed captaincy, but no one really did, yeah. which was a blessing for for top of the league Leicester City. So and that, twenty sixteen. And that is why, you know, I went in the confession booth earlier this season. You know, all my sins, all good. I'm having, I'm riding the wave this this season. So it's uh, it's all good. Uh, Rev has joined us, lads, lads, lads. He can't make it live on the pod, but he's jumped in the comments. Hope you're right, lad. And just to mention, you know, with the Rev being on air and Chazza, and obviously we just mentioned about confessions. Then uh, the confession booth is back open. Uh, Chaz, I believe you've done a, a bit of a recording. That episode will be dropping uh, not in not long, a couple of weeks maybe. Look, sooner the better, to be fair. Because I just want to out the way and just to get it all out there. Yeah, you'll be. Um, hopefully, that'll be good. But I'm sure it's going to be a great episode. Looking forward to episode two of the confession booth with the Reverend. And listen, I'm not looking forward to it at all, but that's okay. <laughs> Listen, you must feel you must feel better after confessing your sins to the Reverend. Yee, cool. <laughs> um, and Rev, no, I don't think I need to confess again just yet. But if my form does severely dip, then I will jump back in that booth with you, mate, and, uh, and confess my sins. Reedy, you're gonna have to schedule yours. You've had plenty of sins, surely. God, too many. Shit, man. Too many. Shit, man. Hey, we're talking too about many. FBLA, mate, as well. Yeah, well, that's it generally in life and, <laughs> and in FBL, but um, we won't go into that one. But, um, you know, at some point, I'm sure I'll have to take 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 some time to get in the confessions um, booth with Rev or whatever. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure then maybe my season will actually go better. Who knows? And I'll pick the right captain and I'll, you know, fly up the table. Your, but, you know. your form this season, Reedy, you are exactly like your club, aren't you? Well, uh, probably probably better than my club, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, it's not going great for Liverpool, is it, at all? You look at them in, in the Champions League, though, and they've not been too bad than the Napoli results. Um, we beat Ajax comfortably last night, 3-0. Mo Salah was in the mix again. So it, it throws up. Uh, that I think that's been the problem as such when it comes to Champions League and FPL. Mo Salah actually doesn't look like a really, really bad player. He's doing stuff in the Champions League. Dare I say he's amongst the top goal scorers in the Champions League as well. So when it comes to a game week like this, where, all right, Haaland might be out, as we'll talk about in a bit, um, people then look at, oh, okay, well, I can captain Salah, we can captain Kane and stuff, stuff like that. And um, it's not necessarily a bad decision. It's just that when the outcome happens and it's not what people kind of would have expected... Then people kind of jump on. They're like, "Well, you knew you knew about this type of thing based on what's happened previously. You should always captain Haaland, or you should captain maybe Kane instead." So um, we're not having the best of seasons, but there's times when we look like we are better, and then it's like, "Okay, well, Liverpool look good now," but then we go and lose, <laughs> or we, we, you know, we can't beat a team like Forest like last week. So yeah, it's not going the best. 
but well, a long it's, season. it's a long season. The World Cup is coming, so I could be saving grace, confess a few sins, and get ready for post. You know, in, back in January. So we'll um, let's 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 move on, and we'll look at how else everyone else performed in our kind of mini leagues that we run. The the manager of the week in the members league, Danny uh, Enguian. 85 points took a hit, so 81 points overall. So a really good score from him. So congratulations, Danny. You are the manager of the week in the FBL Addicts Members League. Um, the manager of the month will soon be announced after this weekend's games as well. Uh, in our public league, we've got a new leader. Um, so in the open free-to-join free to league is Joe Banks of Game of Throwings on 808 points. So congratulations to you for hitting the eight-ton mark. Incredible uh, score so far in there. Uh, and you've replaced Donald, who has been there for, uh, I think it's a couple of weeks. In the women's, Amira is still top, 781 points. She is absolutely smashing it still. Uh, and finally, in our head-to-head -head mini, uh, which has got 16 managers in there, Donald is still top there with 32 points. So he is killing it on there. So congrats, Donald, for holding your ground on there. Um, elsewhere, let's have a look at this. So Bonus Bank, our, um, our sponsor for the second season running, um, they have provided us with a free tool to use this season. That is for anyone to use. You can have a look in our link tree, in our link below in the details. Um, and there's a free tool in there where you can look at probabilities um, for teams going into this game week. So teams to get a clean sheet. So the probability is the percentages Tottenham versus Bournemouth, third place, 40% chance of getting a clean sheet. Um, Man City in second with a 43% chance. And Arsenal with a 50% chance against Forest. Chazza, your Arsenal, how do you feel with that 50% chance of getting a clean sheet against Forest? Do you, do you rate it higher or lower, do you think? Oh, we're at home. So I think that boosts our chances, to be fair, in keeping out a clean sheet. I don't feel United and Forest have been all that flash this season, aside from their 1 0 win at home to Liverpool. But football's a funny game these days. Yeah, fair enough. And on the Arsenal note, mate, I believe you're going to a game on Boxing Day. Is that correct? Well, firstly, I have to sort the logistics out. But yes, I did manage to secure a ticket in uh, going to a Boxing Day game against West Ham United. So, thoroughly looking forward to it. It's a huge occasion. What was the kid in the... Oh, yeah, it was Charlie in the Chocolate Factory with a golden ticket. You are the guy with the golden ticket going to the Arsenal-West Ham game on Boxing Day, Charlie boy. Yeah. You Sorry. sound very excited, mate. You could maybe. I was going to say he's just like. You could maybe yeah. link up with uh, Mike Helping. How good would that be? You know, would be right? good. Yeah, that'd be you, huge. You might, you might have a beer, watch the West Ham. You know, do a bit of Green Street Elite, walking down the street against the West Ham fans. That'd be pretty good, wouldn't it? No, oh, mate. I'm just kind of hit the pubs to be honest as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. There you are, mate. mate. I think that'd be class. I'll be um, so good to meet up with some fans there as well. Uh, elsewhere with the bonus bank fantasy tool you can look at the players to score so the probabilities of them um so in third place at mo salah 47 chance of scoring not too sure about that one eh? but uh in you know if he carries his champions league form over that would be all right um jesus is the second favorite with 49 percent chance to score against forest that'd be quite nice fancy chances there and erling Haaland, of course 60 percent chance uh of scoring against leicester city who how many clean sheets have they had in a row boys leicester city is that three Four yeah. out of the last five. Four, yeah. Four out of the, four out of the last five. Unreal stuff. Um, we'll see uh, how that one pans out. But let's get into the discussion points. The big one that everyone is wanting to know. Haaland is the main one, but Cancelo as well. 
both down with a fever. Oh, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> Royce has just got <laughs> a fever. Both caught with a fever and Holland with a potential knock. Uh, boys, anyone know anything more? Have you seen any Twitter updates? Uh, I saw a picture without any crutches or a boot on. There was no boot or crutches in sight for Haaland. I think, is that still the case? I think it's, uh, with it being Thursday, it is early days. We've got the press conferences to come. Um, there is a video knocking about that, you know, he's limping. Whether this is, you know, something from this week or whether not, because, you know, according to, to sources, he was, he was actually... Um, walking around normal after the game. So, yeah, we're not going to really know. I mean, FPL have been been quick to uh, to jump on it, putting him um, putting a yellow flag on him, um, you know, that he's 75%. So that, for me, does suggest there is something there uh, in terms of more than maybe a fever, because I don't know about you boys, but has Cancelo got a, a flag at the moment as well? Because there's in no, terms there's, of... Yeah, there's no flag on him, but I just saw something, um, I think it was Pep's, I think Pep had mentioned something or some. I don't know. I saw it. I read it somewhere. And there was a quotation on it. It looked. It looked legit. Um, and it said. It said Zhao and uh, Eric are struggling with a fever, and obviously Holland had taken a knock. But we'll have to see. See what happens. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the fact that the, the FBL have put, as I say, um, he's, he's 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 must have a fever, Jack, because I think he's he's fell on the floor. But um, yeah. So Cancelo was not. <laughs> he's He's, he's got um yes, really fantastic. I like Ancelo's got the got no yellow flag, but Haaland has. Uh he's back now, he's back. But um so that indicates to me there is more more to it than than what we think. Um but whether he'll be be able to feature for, for City in that midday kickoff, that's the problem. Um, because it's an early kickoff. We might see him out for this week. Um so yeah, what do you boys think on that one? Would you would you be you just keeping your keeping your, you know, your wits about in terms of hearing any news and whether you'll either keep him, transfer him out, bench, you know, you're gonna bench him. What? If you want my genuine strong opinion on this, the last time I was so endorsed on Twitter, let alone social media, with a flags player in the fantasy game, was tracking Rafinha's flight to me international break last season. That's how much. <laughs> I yeah, I remember that one too. Uh, you know, all too well. And um, oh, I think he made it back, did he? Didn't he? And played, right? I think he did. Yeah, yeah, I think he did. Um, that was a funny one. But I think with the Harlem one, um, yeah, I think there's something wrong with him. I do believe there is something wrong with his foot. I think for Pep to actually kind of mention it does indicate then. Um, but if they, they did it, kind of kept it quiet and it was manageable and he'd be able to feature. Then I don't think it wouldn't even wouldn't even been an issue um, at all. So, yeah, I think Cancelo will be all right. I, I imagine he'd be back with the fever side of things, but Haaland's more of an issue with the foot. So, Reedy, if you're in the position now, right? You've, have you still got a transfer available at the moment, or have you already nope. made it? You have to say who it is. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Okay. So, whether you got a transfer or not, would you be prepared? Would you, if Haaland isn't on? He's he's going right. Yeah, he's he's out. Would you be transferring him out? How how would you go about this now for managers? Uh, I think at this stage, with it being three game weeks to go before the World Cup, is it a priority if you've got the likes of Harry Kane or Salah or, or you know some some decent players in your team, which I imagine a lot of the you know active managers would have. I think it's a case that you could bench him. You don't want to take him out, especially when they, they have Fulham next week. If you've got no, no other fires to put out in your team, 
your team's pretty much set, then okay, take a one week one week sort of um punt on someone else. If you haven't got Kane, maybe bring him in instead. Um other than that though, realistically speaking, it's only Jesus, I'd say, with the fixture for this week that you'd yeah. maybe be looking at. Um also sorry actually, I'm forgetting that there is a certain Mr. Nunes for Liverpool. Um that could be another punt because uh, he got a goal. Um I think was it Champions League or lately? He's, he scored lately anyway, but I think that'd be a good shout also against Leeds. I think Nunes would be a good one. So yeah, Kane, Jesus, Nunes, take your pick. If it's not a necessity though, and you can hold on to him, I'd certainly keep him, especially with the value that's in him at the moment. Yeah, is it more of a panic because of formation wise? Obviously, we we see a lot of managers at the minute. It's more three four three, some of them four four. Um, sorry, three four three or. 4-3-3. Um, if you've got those three strikers, you're probably, yeah, you're more likely to bench, aren't you, and hold until the following week, right? Yeah, I think that what we're finding is, is that a lot of people seem to be, um, at the beginning of the season, it wasn't the 8 million assets. Now, during this part of the season, it's the 7.5 to 8 million assets, your Bowens, your Fodens, your Zahars, you know, Sackers, oh, all these sort of players. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone's got these sort of players, so it is very much Three four three or three five two. Um, so I think if you've got three decent strikers, you know you could always just go with the three five two if your midfield's packed. Um, so yeah, there's, there's those two options: three four three, three five two, like you say, Jack. Yeah, fair enough. Cheers, Reedy and Chazo. If with the Cancelo one, if he's definitely out, is he? Do you need to spend that money elsewhere then and use that transfer or? I feel the same well. value built upon him since the start of the season would play a big role. If, firstly, it's probably best to know if he's out for a while or not. I'm not sure about the probability of this, but if he's, if he's out and missing the World Cup somehow, I, I don't think he will, no. then it's to consider getting him out. But if it's just mm. a one game, yeah, come on. He, he can he can aim back on the boat if you're fancy yeah. side. Hold yeah. it, that's for sure. Yeah, I agree with Chazel on that one. Yeah, and no, you've both got him as well. You've both got Cancelo. Um, yeah. I've not got him, so you know, um, obviously for you two, it's it's more of a key decision this week uh, if he is going to miss out or not. Yeah, well, we all know I've got a great bench, so I've got plenty of players to play with in terms of bringing. Last week, on, week <laughs> you had a great bench. This, <laughs> this week is relegation uh, form bench. Yeah, you know. So. Um, I mean, a couple of suggestions coming in on the comments. So thanks for everyone um, jumping in there. Obviously, we've got. Quite a few people in there now. Uh, Cole has just jumped in again, though. An easy switch. And Alvarez, we know he's more than capable. So if Holland is uh, going to get rested, is Alvarez not just the easiest replacement in there? I know you've mentioned that. Mentioned Jesus, really. But is he not the most obvious one? Mm. Charles, are you shaking your head a second ago? Not keen? Are you not Roy? I see. I like the idea of leaving a comment into our channel. We do appreciate it. But it's just the Alvarez suggestion. <laughs> We don't know how long Harlan will be out for. And with a team value built over a period of time, I just don't think it's worth going to him. Ben, eventually, you want Harlan back. He's the most dangerous player in the game. That's all. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. No, I think that's a, it's a fair comment. Um, but I think it was good. To, I think it's fair to put a suggestion out there. percent it's a very fair comment. I, th- I think it's the argument of, do you want an 11? Well, not not at this stage. He's not eleven point nine, but in terms of the value and so on, he's twelve point two at the minute. Do you want a player that costs? What was it? What was it at the start? Eleven point five. Eleven point five. So yeah. so some people don't. It doesn't sit well with some people 
to let a player of that value yeah. just be on your bench, even if it is for one game week. Now, we're kind of like, well, we don't want to lose the value, but someone who hasn't got Kane this week might be like, well, do you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna make, make the most of this and actually I'm going to get the points and forget about value because um, Kane could quite easily score a hat-trick against Bournemouth. So it's that way to look at it. If you're not too fussed and you're not bothered about the value in Haaland and you're getting him back next week against Fulham, that could be an option for someone. It could be. But I wouldn't go Alvarez. I just think... I think yeah, right. He's he's more than capable, and then um, you know City play Leicester, but I just think Kane's the better pick of the two, and that's what it comes down to for me. Yeah, and just just to counter that one again, uh, Colin just mentioned what if you brought him in in game week ten. So if you didn't have Haaland and you backed Kane at the start of the season, obviously you, you haven't got that value. So it's probably more likely a better argument for you to make that move though. If obviously yeah. if you've, you've not gained much value, right? So I think you've yeah. got to assess your own team in there, see what you see what's important to you and where you where your value is at maybe. Um, elsewhere, let's get on to the next one. Speaking of Harry Kane, Spurs assets for the next three games. Uh, Reedy, I think you put this one in the comments. What did you want to talk about in this, mate? Yeah, so um, three three fixtures for Spurs um, before the World Cup. They play Bournemouth, they play Liverpool next week, and then they play Leeds um, uh, just before the World Cup. So I think Spurs haven't looked the best lately, a little bit flat almost. Um, but you know they play Bournemouth, who you'd expect them to be able to turn over. I mean, Harry Kane loves these sort of fixtures. He's just you know his movement's so good. He's he poaches. He's quite capable of scoring outside the box. And as we all know, he's on penalties as well. So I think um, I think they're good fixtures. Um, I wouldn't be looking at too many Spurs assets. You, you could probably say Kane, Perisic, um, Doherty's little kind of been in and out. I have Doherty. But the, the problem is, Conte just, I don't know what it is. He just seems to go for, for Emerson. Um, and I don't know if you guys seen a clip of Emerson doing a no-look pass last night and basically just put the ball out for a, for a goal kick. Um, so, you know, I think Kane is the standout pick. That, that, that reminds me of a guy I played five-side with a few times. Uh, yeah, I don't know who you're talking about. I think, was it, um, yeah, was it Ricardo, was it? I think, um, Deck maybe, yeah. Probably a couple of those guys. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I think Spurs looks good. I think that Liverpool, obviously, we haven't seen us go on a run of games yet where we keep three consecutive clean sheets and so on. So there's arguments that Spurs could quite easily score against us next week. And then they play Leeds, you'd expect them at home to, to, to just batter Leeds um, and wipe the floor with them. So I think Spurs assets, um, if you wanted to make a move and, uh, and bring someone in this week, I think it's a good option. Son, I didn't mention him. But we've all seen some this year, and similar to Mo Salah, is he worth bringing in when you've got City assets? You've got KDB, Foden, Saka as well. You know, Arsenal guys in there. I just don't think it's uh, it's worth the move at this stage. And, and no concerns about the Spurs form. Obviously, they haven't won the last two Premier League games. No, no worries about that. Obviously, three, three, three in the last five they've lost. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that's, as I say, they have been a bit flat lately. It's a bit of, seems like a bit of an issue. But um, Conte's the type of manager who doesn't let players just slack off. I can imagine him in training. He seems like a very sort of, obviously, um, a bit of a character, if you like. And I think he'll have got a rocket up them, um, you know, going into this week's game. And I think that Bournemouth um, could could be on the back of a hiding. So, you know, Bournemouth haven't been bad. Give them the, the credit and their due. Actually, they've been okay. Um after Scott Parker leaving. Um, but I think, yeah, as I say, I think Spurs will just have a bit too much for them. So Harry Kane definitely should be on the radar for some people this game week. 
Yeah, great stuff, mate. Thank you for your, your thoughts there with Spurs. Uh, I'm going to jump to just a point with, um, let's go, Chazza. How is Salah the most transferred out by a country mile? I was surprised by this stat, to be fair, considering he's at home to Leeds next. And I will mention later his tremendous goal-scoring record against him. And he's got his form back in the Champions League against Ajax, would have been last night. I just, after one blank, I mean, it seemed that everyone was turned on by him, but now they're just sort of turned off. It's like a bit of a flick of a switch with the Egyptian in the last few game weeks. Um, I'm not sure if I'm missing something in this. I, I, like, I don't know. Um, listen, I'm, uh, I'm not too sure either. Obviously, he's the most transferred out player there. I think are people just making that switch back to KDB? Um, obviously, KDB is the second most transferred in player this week. Oh. 100, yeah, 196,000 in. So is it a sideways move on there for everyone? Yeah, or they're either taking, using two free transfers or taking a hit to bring Harry Kane into their sides because they've realised his consistency's back after scoring at home for Everton. Yeah, could, could be. Uh, the top three transfers this week, so everyone knows, Almiron, who obviously made the cover Biggie! up. Biggie! is in. <laughs> you know, absolute... Class act from him last few weeks, so fair play. Um, KDB second, 196,000 managers as of the time of recording. 10 for 1050, 1050 at night here in Australia. Um, on Thursday evening, uh, Trossard is the third most transferred in player. Uh, I'd love to hear Ospikes, who's in the comments. I'd love to hear your thoughts on how he how you think he's going. Is he the same since Potter's left? A few players have gone off the boil there, not as good. Uh, tra most transferred out players. Um, Gross is the third most transferred player out, so interesting there. There's, um, there's quite and... a lot of it seems like to me there's quite a lot of knee jerky transfers being made, especially with the Trossard one. Um, we've seen what happened, people brought him in in game week 12 because mm -hmm. uh, Brighton played Forest, they couldn't break Forest down, couldn't score. Then basically, people benched Trossard last week because he played against City, he went and scored, you know, and then people are just knee jerking the kind of like, well, okay, we'll, we'll bring him back in. Um, because of that, I mean, Brighton play Chelsea. I know Chelsea haven't been the best this season, and you could see Brighton getting something from that. Um, but very knee jerky, um, you know, in terms of I in terms of that transfer. Agree so. with his comment so much. Yeah. So Ospak just jumps in the comments. Who's our uh, our Brighton uh, correspondent? Um, so Trossard likes to score against the bigger clubs that he does. Um, Charles, you're agreeing with that one as well. 100%. I remember him scoring away at Tottenham last season. He scored away at Anfield. I think he scored against Chelsea on a couple of occasions. I'm pretty sure he scored against Arsenal too, and scored against Man City last week. Scored against all the big clubs. There you go, except the biggest one, Man United. Um, I actually feel like he scored against United last season as well. <laughs> I don't know. I do yeah, he would have done last season, but not this season. He blanked, surprisingly. Yeah, yeah that's it. But obviously, a dangerous player, so he's the third most transferred in. Um, let's have a look on another comment here. FPL Gattaca, he is one player, so he's a manager who has actually transferred out Salah and Gross both out. So, this is a great example of what we're looking at here. And Foden and Saka have come in, Salah just not worth money, so he's obviously spreading his funds there to bring in two obviously good assets. Foden's got this risk, obviously, so many managers brought him in last week and he obviously he didn't start. Yeah. Uh, so it's a frustrating thing is that Pep Roulette. Is the risk there? You know Salah is going to start, so I suppose that's what you're, you're risking in there. Um, and Saka, 
What was Saka last week? Or did he get booked as well, Saka? He got, he got, he got yeah. a yellow. Yeah, so he, he ended up last week on one point, Saka. Yeah. One. So, so the focus Saka moves last week, which was so exciting for, for FPL managers, turned out to be... Um, and and now on one, it was 1.8. <laughs> yeah, so, you know... Um, one of those things, but that's FBL. It's it, it always seems like the, the right thing to do ends up being the wrong thing to do. Um, but I can also see why um, he's transferred out Salah just because of the funds thing, as you say, Jack. That people will be thinking, Well, Salah this week against Leeds, why would you do that? But if you haven't got funds elsewhere and people to move out, that'll give you enable you to bring in, say, your Foden and Saka, then uh, unfortunately, Salah's the sacrifice. But it just, yeah, really does surprise me that that sort of move, um, especially that, you know, we expect Foden to probably start this week against Leicester, um, but you know, it, it's Pep and and uh, you know he does does what he wants when he wants. So we'll see how that one pans out. Yeah, fair enough. We're going to chat uh, the other side of Liverpool, uh, Revs Evertonians. Um, they've got the easiest run according to the FDR, and um, obviously they've got a lot of good fixtures in there. We know. A couple of players have been shining. We mentioned them at the start of the pod. You boys mentioned them on the um, on the review pod as well. Um, but they've got a couple of assets, so maybe a couple of assets from both of you just to go over. Chazza, with you first, mate. Yeah, it's just on the bottom of these dot points, to be fair. Alex Awobi, uh, since game week five, Everton has, well, within Everton's last eight goals scored, he's had one goal and five assists. So that's about 75% goal so no score involvement, which is pretty damn good. He's a solid differential at under two percent, and as you said, good fixtures to the World Cup. What's not to like? Yeah, fair enough. And Reedy, any plays from you to add to that? To Wobi? Um, I don't think he's he's that good of an option, but I do hear the noise for for DCL. Um, you know, Dominic Calvert Lewin came back last week and, and got a goal against Palace. Um, you know whether he's 100% fit now after his sort of injury nightmare that he's been through the last few months uh, is remain to be seen. But uh, people are saying going from the likes of Ivan Tony or the recently injured Dominic Solanke, if you can go for the DCL, then he's certainly a great option with the um, the fixtures that, that Everton have uh, over these next three weeks. So I don't hate that move whatsoever. And I think as Chaz is saying there about Awobi, the stats, you know, they just don't lie in that sense. Um, would I be going for anyone else? Anthony Gordon, obviously, was a player that beginning of the season, people liked him because of his value. I think he was about 5.5 or something. So really kind of cheap. Um, he didn't really live up to, to expectations and so on. I, I think at one point he was actually uh, Everton's forward because they had, not, had no forwards and so on. Um, but other than that, really, Everton defence... Uh, he did score last week against Palace as well, not 3 0 Yeah, yeah. But, would, I mean, would it be going... Um, towards any Everton defenders, I think that's the thing that maybe people are thinking could a could a could a nick in there and kind of get someone. Mikalenko scored big last week. He's only four point five. They do play Fulham, which, as we know, Mitrovic um, is in great form at the moment. Andreas as well. It's it's a bit of a risky pick, but I don't hate it at the same time. Mikalenko over the next three weeks could turn out to be an absolutely amazing pick. So they're the three I would say standout picks for Everton: Mikalenko, Iwobi, uh, and DCL. No, cheers for your thoughts, there, lads. I didn't think I'd be considering my team when you're making moves at the start of the season. I'll be looking at Almiron and Iwobi in your midfield. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> it's not what That's dreams it. are made of, that is it? Um, <laughs> 
two, two plays in there, never forward. But uh, a couple of comment, more comments coming in, and we'll uh, we'll look at these now in the discussion. Uh, and this Can is I a great one. Quietly oh. say the comments are bloody on fire. I said, it's sensational. Yeah, we're loving it. We're loving everyone's comments coming in. We've got a Sinue, possibly. Uh, thanks for jumping in the comments, mate. Thanks for joining us. Um, he is another one of them uh, managers who are considering this move or already done it. Selling Salah to buy KDB with a good is that a good move with a minus four hit? Oof, Chaza? I don't think for a hit, but I could see the merit with a free transfer. I'd be very interested to see how De Bruyne goes without Erling Haaland because I feel De Bruyne has been a really good serviceable outlet for Haaland's finishing ability so far this season. Yeah. And KDB's record isn't all that flash against Leicester in the past, but we'll get to that later on. No, fair enough. Cheers, mate. Um, so, yeah, hopefully a bit of guidance there for me. Salah KDB for a minus four. I probably wouldn't be doing it, me. I've, I've, no. I've got another I've got another suggestion there, which I'll go for in my team as well. Um, elsewhere, uh, Ospai just added, he wants um, you know, with Brighton versus Chelsea. Yes, of course, it's a huge game. Obviously, the players want to show Potter. He chose the wrong move. Um, ooh, wrong move or not, I don't know. Chelsea or Brighton? I think Chelsea's a more attractive option, surely, Reedy. Yeah, I mean, we love Ospai. And, um, you know, I've, I've almost got a soft spot for, for Brighton as well. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately, Chelsea, you know, in terms of money, um, you know, <laughs> straight for the money, mate. <laughs> Unfortunately, in this in this day, not the, quality, not the quality of players available to him immediately. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's almost what he can do with the squad that he's got there. He's got players in Raheem Sterling, who's won Premier League titles at City. You know, he's got some some players there that you know are, are basically automatic picks for their World Cup um, or not even World Cup national teams and so on. So, I think a club like Chelsea, uh, you know, with the stature and, and the the stuff they've won over the the last 10 years and so on, it almost does just feel like going to that next level. Um, but listen, fair play to Brighton, um, you know, what they've done over these, or what he's done, I should say, over the last season or two uh, has been nothing shy of amazing. So, um, yeah, just about the right call, really. He had to take that chance. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting going back to his old club. And uh, as our Spike saying, um, Brighton could 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 cause a nice little upset there and, um, and have Potter regretting his decision. Yeah, it could um, could be the end of his honeymoon kind of period. He's actually gone all right at Chelsea. He's, he's done well since he's been there. Did not, um, I think undefeated. Was it undefeated in six now? Maybe seven? I think it is possibly. Is that right? I feel, I feel like he's starting there as well. Um, but still, yeah, still doing all right there, Potter. But it'd be a good game. I think it could be a good game. That uh, Q from FPL Amateurs of Oz has jumped in as well. Welcome, Q. Thanks for joining us, mate. Um, listen, United are hot on the lips here, like Anti or Russia. I'm loving this one. Um, I'm excited for this game because I feel like the West Ham one always opens up um, a good chance for goals. We mentioned about uh, Moisey not having a great record against the big teams. Um, so this is probably a prime example of that one. United looking like they're in some decent form now, which is great. We're creating chances. On the Anthony one, if he gets onto the left foot, cuts inside and can get across that goal, I think it's a great opportunity. He, he, he creates them. He's such a lovely player to watch. Um, so I do fancy him in there. And Rashford, I now if Rashford can go from his his power shots to more finesse shots, have a bit of composure instead of absolutely belting it every 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 shot, try to do a knuckleball, he, he's going to bag. 
and as soon as he hits one, they're going to flow, and we could see that in the, I was going to say Champions League, then in the Europa uh, in the morning or, to, or tonight if you're in the UK. And if he gets a couple of goals under his belt, he could be flying to this as well. So I think two good picks, and I don't think you can go wrong with either of them, especially in United's run of games as well. Chazza, um, anything to add on to that one for United picks? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I was just having a look at the Anthony option before I was going on there, and I really like the look of him. I felt the last couple of games where United have scored, he has missed out. But if there's a key breakout game, I think this could be it at home to West Ham. Yeah, absolutely. And followed by Aston Villa and Fulham before the World Cup as well. So when we're talking about fixtures on the FDR, lots of greens there. I mean, the Villa one might be a bit more difficult now if they are put under Emery, but maybe, maybe not. Um, we'll see how we go there. Really, did you like that bit of an impression then? You saw, I saw you catch a glimpse of it. <laughs> well, you know, the other night, Rev couldn't help himself but um, use the famous uh, Emery slogan, uh, as we did do the pod in the evening. Um, you know, so, uh, that had to come out, didn't it? But I'll be honest, I won't be watching any of his press conferences because all I'll just be able to hear in my head is, is, is that thing of people saying it. So... Um, but yeah, he's back for Villa, um, and we'll see what he do, what he does with them. I think Villa assets, and as you mentioned about United, United there, I think justifiable. Um, but Villa assets, will anyone bring in any of those guys with the new manager now? We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, it's getting me an interesting one. Obviously, good t- good time for him to come in, um, and he's got obviously got that time during the World Cup to then you know assess and see what he wants to do in January transfer window as well. So. Watch that space for Villa. Listen, I don't think we're expecting major things, but there might be a couple of FBL assets that we can pull out of there. Um, okay, next one now. Uh, Chazza, back to you again, mate. Should Pereira be in our starting 11s? Is this yours? Yeah, I just feel in the form he's in, there's a really strong case being built upon to start Pereira. And I do understand the question that ponders every fantasy manager, just like me. How are we meant to squeeze him in? Because you have... Tony Mitrovic probably taken a couple starting spots. Some managers already have this plethora of midfielders, especially between the 7.5 to 8 million bracket. Now, you'd never really say no to them and field Andreas Pereira instead. I've seen him the way he plays in that Fulham system this season. It's actually been really good. And in some game weeks, for example, where we fielded him against Aston Villa, I felt he was relatively unlucky not to get a return. But when he comes to the first bench slot, he has a field day, for example, away at Leeds. I just, it's becoming really hard to ignore him now from a starting next side perspective. Yeah, he's making a great case for himself, isn't he? He's got five assists. Like we've talked about, it will be already. We talked about Almiron with the form that they're in. We're now getting some good options at this kind of obviously cheaper rate, aren't we, as well? Like obviously at the start of the season, everyone was on about Neto, obviously. You know, Pereira was the shoe in anyway because he was the cheapest option uh, and often set pieces. But he's actually impressed and he's making a good argument to get this starting lineup. But got to imagine that for a midfield. It will be Almiron and Pereira. <laughs> just a relatively budget saving spine, but that's what the fantasy side's all about. But you can't spend the money elsewhere because none of the other players are performing really. Are they like obviously defenders assets? You know, your Robos and Trents not performing, um, and then obviously you strike like obviously maybe the other midfielders. You know, Sterling isn't really doing much. Son's not doing much. Yeah, yeah. I think like like Peter's saying there in the comments, it's it's sometimes a case of that you start Andreas like he did, and he, he dropped Trossard Trossard for him, and Trossard obviously scored. Oh, um, that must be so frustrating for him. 
You just that's it. That's what I mean. Sometimes you literally can't win, and I think that that's the same scenario with you, Jack, and your team and the players you put on the bench. And, and what you started was a really, really strong team, and and who you would nine times out of ten you'd pick all them players that you started. So for that to ha- kind of happen, you just sometimes you have to just take it on the chin, um, which is, is annoying. But yeah, but the, this is the frustration, and it's just picking those right players. And some people have got lucky because they've just managed to have maybe injuries elsewhere, fires to put out, and you know these guys have started. Or they've just not fancied the fixture and these guys have started and they've taken advantage of it. Rev is saying he's a six million midfielder in disguise, Pereira. And Osbag is saying if he costs seven million, we would probably be starting him. Is that that's it's, it's quite an interesting argument that if he if yeah. FPL just put a value on him at seven mil at the start of the season, you, would you be more drawn to him? Is that and is that a fair? Well, yeah, it started. Well, well, I don't think. I think if he was seven million anyway, he wouldn't be picked. He wouldn't have been in our squads, and that was the whole point of him being picked at the beginning of the season. He was four point five. Um, he's still only four point six now, which is crazy. But um, you know, that was the reason he was a great enabler. He was a starter. He was on set pieces. If he's seven million, I think people look elsewhere. Yeah, all right. That's my nice argument for it. But yeah. No advice in there, just uh, an opinion in there, that Reedy. <laughs> um, so let's move on. Um, listen, if you've not downloaded this app already, jump on to EPL Live, um, bring in all your, your, your latest scores, news and results. We're working with them this season. Uh, we're doing a couple of articles on there. They're pushing content uh, for us as well. So great support of ours. So thank you very much to EPL Live. Check out their app if you've not done it already. Um, it's got highlights, some exclusive articles from us as well. Um, so if you don't catch the pod, you can catch a few of the uh, bit of content on there too. So thanks to them for supporting us this season. Um, okay, so let's get into our teams for this week. Reedy, you are ready. I love it. You are up first. <laughs> Makes what, a are you doing um, your game, what are you doing for game week 14, mate? Talk us through. So the moves were made early by me. Um last week um or I say last week it may have even been was it Sunday or something Monday um so and I brought made your moves before the game week even started I, yeah you know I made well I made these moves basically I rolled over last week had two free transfers and I always knew I was going to bring in Foden and Saka I mean it is very um what is it sheep mentality it is very template if you want to say that because people did that last week um but I, I didn't want to I wanted to wait a week before I made that move, um, and I'm glad, obviously, I did because we we see how it turned out. I think, though, that this week's fixtures with City playing Leicester, as good as Leicester have been defensively, City can can pick apart any team, um, and he can just just destroy uh, destroy anyone, I should say. So, um, Foda to come in, Saka to come in with the home fixture against Forest. Um, I did I did make a an extra transfer for the minus four and. I don't want to talk too much about that. But, is, he um, is he back? Can you talk man back. Can you talk I, I, what, what happened? I accidentally brought in another City asset um, in Ortega on my bench because I had 3.9 <laughs> to get a keeper. And instead read, of bringing... Read it, read it. Can you, did you do this first before you made your other moves? Or like what, what transfer was this in what order? You made so, three so, transfers, so which order was it? So it was Foden and Saka... And then I didn't have enough, basically, to complete just those two moves. So um, I thought, right, okay, minus four it is. Um, and basically, yeah, I was looking at keepers and I thought 3.9, you know, Everson's the move. 
And then I saw some guy lurking about 3.8. I thought, oh, gives me 0.1 million. I mean, what am I going to do with 0.1 million? But I thought, yeah, Ortega, I'll bring this guy in. Um, and then May's, uh, moves were made, I should say. And then I thought, right, okay, well, how am I looking for 15? Um, I'll bring in Cancelo. And then, yeah, obviously the app's telling me that you've already got three City players. And I'm thinking, what? How? <laughs> Lo and behold, obviously I've got the City keeper, third choice keeper <laughs> on the bench there. So I've had an absolute shock in that. In that <laughs> what are you doing? What, what are you doing? I put myself out of a third third City um, asset. So I have to live with that. We live and we learn, as Rev's saying there. Maybe Get his stupid ass in the confessions booth. <laughs> Listen, that is a, a massive sin. I can't even believe you made moves like that. As an absolute schoolboy, that's that's worse than my captain accident last week. You're now you're in control of your team making transfers. You're not a yeah. student anymore, mate. You don't have to try and save a save a, a point one. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I should just be banned from making transfers whatsoever. Um, you know, so he's going to sit on the bench. He's a bench warmer, isn't he? <laughs> as Peter's saying. Um, and yeah, I have to decide, do I take another hit next week to take him out um, so I can get the City asset in? But, you know, is it Chazza, worth it? Chazza, what is your reaction to that stupid transfer? I mean, I was... That wildcard video reveal of mine was pretty funny, but bird damn, this <laughs> <is> like... <laughs> Oh like, god! The, the hitman is back, and he's back in for the wrong reasons. Because it's turning to him as the hitman to now the shipman. <laughs> yeah, you are the shipman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was a bad, bad, bad decision. Um, but listen, it could have been worse. I could have transferred in the wrong player who was starting. You know, at least he's on the bench, so to speak. But you know, Foden and Saka are in. That's the main thing for me. And if you look at the starting eleven. I have got one issue in terms of if Haaland's injured, say that say that's the case and he misses this week, I can bring in Tony. Um, but if not, and Haaland's sort of starting, obviously the first eleven's solid. It's great, great team. But would you would you bench Tony or would you not? And this comes back to the Andreas. I was this too. I it's hard. I don't think I would bench Tony because I don't feel Wolves offer all that much going forward. And I'm not sure about the defence. I did concede four last week. And Tony is pretty good at home. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's been good home and away, hasn't it? But Brentford yeah. just simply haven't been good uh, you know, away. So the home fixture, yeah, you, you fancy him. But and they need a reaction, don't they, after last week? Yeah. So if anything, I think for me, I think Harlan being being out this week would, would probably help would be better because A, it means people have to pick another captain. Have they got Salah? It looks like people are transferring Salah out and they're bringing in KDB and Kane. So Salah for me is probably obviously an obvious captain pick in that sense. I'd start Tony. So there we go. I, w- I wouldn't have to worry then and I'd probably put Doherty as my first sub. So um, yeah, I'm wondering what to do, but it comes back to, as you guys were saying before about Andreas. He should be starting now, but then who do you pick over Andreas and Tony? It, it's it's a tricky decision that oh, I'm, I'm going Tony, me. I'm going Tony. Yeah, I'm yeah. Going Tony, so. I think get yeah. get back the three four three in there. Get Andreas as your first sub, and then if Harlem doesn't play, Andreas comes back in the team, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, it's a fair show. And yeah, I'm looking. Because Sanyo hasn't made the team again. 
Castagna's yeah. not going the team again. It could be a surprise clean sheet in there. Anything could happen. Castagna, oh God, no, surely not this week. <laughs> but I think, what do you think overall, boys? Do you think in terms of the the eleven, it's uh, it's pretty good. Listen, from my side, like your team's actually looking really strong. You've actually got a great squad. Your midfield's looking great. You know, Andreas is this seven mil midfielder now, isn't he? So if you've got him in there, you've got a lot of tough choices to make. I mean, Dosi's still a great pick. Castagna, obviously, I think he's obviously the the least of an option in there this week, you know, behind Ortega. <laughs> but um, I think it's, um, yeah, strong team now. Your defence is looking good. You've still got, you know, Trent in there, which, mm. you know, it's a great fixture, obviously, as we know, but with Liverpool the I way think, they are. You know. I think I should just take the minus eight now, boys, shouldn't I? Just just get rid of the pain. And are just, you doing it? The, the hitman is well truly back. You're getting rid of him. Just do it now, you know, get rid of it. There we go. There we go. Next week. What, what, what are you saying, Chazza? I reckon as well as that, just take a negative 12 for Kane in Harland out, just for laugh. Yeah, just for laugh. Yeah, take another hit, mate. Let's get minus 12 on the goal. Go on, mate. Just make no, it no. Kane's, Kane's guaranteed, mate. Kane's guaranteed to bag. Just get him in. I'm going to wait, uh, I'm gonna wait till next week on that one. Um, <laughs> Have so... you made this move? Have you not made this move or what? No, no, no. I've not made it. No. Minus four is enough. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my days. Oh. So, yeah. On to you, there boys. Yeah, well, as Coleman said, is anybody here for FPL advice? No. Um, it's all here for the banner. <laughs> here for the shambles that we provide as a podcast uh, with these, you know, the hit man on there bringing in goalkeepers, uh, third choice goalkeepers. Unbelievable. Because he's tight as <laughs> with his money. With no point one that I saved. With no point one that he saved. Oh, God. <laughs> all right, but we're going to go on to a man who knows a bit more, I think. Uh, Chazza. Um, obviously, you did listen to the podcast for advice on your wild card, and it did go to shit. Um, but in terms of this week, you obviously recovered the last two weeks, and you've been going well, mate. How's your team looking for this week? I'm fairness, in fairness, Jack. Truth be told, I haven't really put a lot of focus throughout the week because I've been so busy. But two free transfers, I think, is nothing in the bank. Um, I think suggestion-wise, I've really liked my XI for the meantime. And for Toddy to go out, I need some more funds in the bank. And I've got 0.1, 0.1 spare there, Chazard, if you, if you want it, mate. Do you want to take a loan? Do you want to use that, yeah. that you know, on that, that transfer? Um, Harlan's going to stay. I think the armband may change depending on the team news. Out of everything, I'm, I may go for goalkeeper change. Hmm. What yeah. is it with goalkeepers in this podcast? <laughs> like we've got Mikey changing a goalkeeper every week. Reedy it's in you know, finding third choice goalkeepers to save a bit of cash. And now you're looking to do a transfer with your goalkeeper too, Chaz. Yeah. I, I like the midfield four at the moment. The back three I can't complain with. Tony, I'm gonna to give him some more time. And Mitrovic and Harlan, they're doing their job, if anything. It's a bit hard to squeeze any of the bench players into the XI. I wouldn't be too sure who to take out. I'm giving him out another run in despite back to back. Yeah, I, I was I was gonna I was gonna pick on him then. Um I liked him out for a couple of weeks. Um probably not a big fan of him going into these fixtures here now. It's gonna be yeah, a tough fixture versus Brian, but it could be an open game. Uh, yeah. so yeah, I don't know any plans about him or are you happy are you happy? I haven't really looked into it all too much at the moment, but yeah, I think Mount's near the chopping block. But I don't mind one more week because I feel Brighton have been a little bit open under it. Yep. Under new management. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair shout. Um, Reedy, any thoughts on that one? 
Yeah, I think I think Chaz might have put it in the, whether it was in the in the uh, WhatsApp or uh, Discord in terms of what what should he do this week? And, and literally, I was looking at the team, just thinking that realistically, it's it's role or it's if he really really wants to move out Sanchez. Um, yeah, well, on two frees already. He's got two frees, hasn't he? So he's going to have to make a move, isn't he? Oh, so yeah. right, okay, yeah, you don't want to burn, right? Well, yeah, in that case, then it's it's obvious. It's uh, it's take out Sanchez, I think. Who for? You know, have you looked at your options, uh, Chazza, in terms of who, who you fancy? I thought of Kepa, if out of all keepers from Chelsea. I thought oh, I might do okay. so you're gonna switch? You're gonna do? Gonna do a switch over of teams, basically in the same fixture? Pretty much, yeah. And I'm gonna boo Graham Potter. Wait, no, I'm only joking. Yeah, I think um, I think personally, I think that Raya wouldn't be a bad show. I mean, who've Brentford got? They've got Wolves, Wolves. then Forest. I, I'm confident that. But then it's City, then the last fixture, so yeah. it's obviously a tricky one. Um, Palace haven't really been living up to expectations defensively. Um, so, yeah, maybe Guaita wouldn't be an option. But I tell you, you might what, be... What about, what about Henderson? Yeah, Henderson. No, he, plays Arsenal. he plays Arsenal this week, though, so Chaz is probably... Highest, highest, highest scoring goalkeeper, 4.7. He is top with 60 points. Thanks for coming to Jack's TED Talk. There you go, mate. <laughs> Just give me so, options, yeah. mate. Yeah. Ray, Ray is the fifth highest. I mean, he's obviously got a good fixture, as Reedy just said as well. Yeah. What about what about then, Chazza, instead of that? Why don't you just keep Sanchez instead of moving over to Kepa? And why don't you, I don't know, why don't you move out Mount instead with that one transfer and go for someone else? Yeah, I could. I think that's a fair share too. But in fairness, I haven't. Gone I think switching your keeper at this stage, I think with the fixtures that are left, who's really going to give you enough upside and get you enough points? Mm. I think that a, a lot point. of the keeper points have gone now in the likes of Rea, Kepa, obviously with Henderson, Henderson as well as Jack was mentioning. So I think that maybe Mount could actually be the one. Um, yeah. You know, you've got Almiron, who we told you not to get, you could bring in. Um, you've got, um, you know, Arsenal assets. I mean, because I think it will, got it will be. Yeah, Wybinger, you've got, yeah. Iwobi, you've got Martinelli, who you actually haven't got either, another Arsenal asset. Um, there's plenty Which of Man United, Man United assets, mate. Rashford, Anthony. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. You, you need a bit more thought on that. Um, obviously, we'll get onto your captains shortly um, because we're going to go to CC and Chaz uh, not too far away. I'll quickly get onto mine, but I do want to welcome another panellist who has decided to join the podcast Ollie Walker Peel is in the building. Hello, sir. How are you? Hello, mate. I am very, very well. How are we all? Yeah, doing good. Well. Thanks, mate. Uh, delighted to have you on, mate. What have you been doing? Yeah, I've just been up in Melbourne. Had an event that I was I was there for. It was a cerebral palsy event that I was I was attended out spoke at. So that was awesome. Oh wow! Uh, didn't realise you'd be on this late. I've literally just got through the door. So um, yeah, I thought as soon as I saw you guys streaming still on, I thought I'd pop on. Well, it's Great. nice of you to join us, mate, because there's a couple of part-timers on this podcast who decided not to. So good for you for jumping on, my man. Uh, we've obviously slagged off your team already, uh, but what, yeah. is, what moves are you doing this week? I haven't been able to listen, so um, I, haven't, I haven't heard you uh, rip into my team, even though <laughs> I'm, I'm now in decent form for a change, which is nice. Um, the one we'll give move it to you anyway, I'm, mate. The one move I have made, um, I wouldn't expect anything less from you, Jack. Um, the one move I have made um, is Pascal Gross has gone out for Miguel Almiron. Um, I think his form, his form is too good to ignore. And 
that was before the Erling Haaland news. So if Erling Haaland is injured and doesn't play, Almiron's first on my bench and he'll come straight on. Um, it also strengthens my bench. I think Pascal Gross over the last few weeks has been fairly poor, hasn't really returned all too much. And Miguel Almiron's got five in five. So, yeah, he's first on my bench at the moment, but that's the only move I think I'm going to make, um, which, um, yeah, would leave me with only one transfer next week. But a little yeah, bit no. of the bank. I've got point three in the bank, so it's a little bit. Cash. Uh, well, listen, that nice move, mate, because you've you've transferred. Like uh, Gross is actually the third most transferred player out, uh, as we said earlier, and Almiron is the most transferred player in. Nearly six hundred thousand managers have brought him in already, mate. So you're following the form, man, following the crowd. Um, good safe move, uh, but you're not starting him. I'm not at the moment. Um, my team. If you want to bring my team up on the screen, Jack, it's there. Good stuff. Um, yeah, I'm not starting him, um, but I will start him if. Um, well, he'll come on if Harlan doesn't play. Um, I want to start Harland in case he does play. Um, the armband won't be going on him. The armband will be going on Harry Kane. I don't want to stuff that one up. Um, so Kane will get. Yeah, you won't want to stuff your captain up, would you, mate? Yeah, no. Well, not like you um, or certainly on this podcast um, who, who captained their own player, Captain Ivan Tony. Did you? I won't. I won't. I won't uh, labour on it. But um, yeah, that'll be my team heading into this week. I scroll up David Reyes in goal. I know you've just spoken a lot about David Reyes, but. Yeah, I can vouch for him. He's done good things for me. Brought him in a couple of weeks ago. Um, he's had a couple of 10-point hauls, I think, since I brought him in. Um, I think I brought him in for Brighton. Or I brought him in for Newcastle, maybe, and he, he's done that for me. So I'm pretty happy with how he's done, obviously, an ex-rover. So he was never going to sell me down the river, was he? Um, but that's the way I'm looking. 4-3-3, pretty solid, decent bench. Um, and yeah, Miguel Armouron to, uh, to come in first reserve if I need him. But you know, um, just just looking at that, and I think that you know, as you say, if Haaland's out, then Almiron comes in. Um, but would you not? Would you not fancy playing Almiron ahead of Gahey? You know, I was just thinking that. Oh, oh my god! Why I was just thinking that as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think that say Haaland does play, and you leave Almiron on, on that on that bench, and he does sort of haul and continues the form. I don't know. I feel like it's a waste of a move that you've made then. So, and, yeah. and Palace for me. They just haven't looked like, great. Yeah. I know you've got loyalties to Gahey, Ollie, and I know I know you love that man, but um, but I just think, yeah, as I say, if you've brought M- Miguel Almiron in and the form he's in at the moment, and Newcastle at home as well, although yeah. Villa have just come off the back of the 4-0, I'll be playing Miguel Almiron all day long. Yeah, I, I brought him in for Pascal Gross, who was on my bench, and so Miguel Almiron, as such, has gone straight to my bench. And mm-hmm. so I haven't actually visualised Miguel Almiron um, starting... Level. I think, I think a certain Mr. Elliot Craig won't be happy that you're going to bench him anyway. Yeah, I feel so okay trips in there, but there's yeah. a chance. I looked at starting him over Andreas, but Andreas has been in decent form. Palace, as bad as they've been defensively, have got a good home fixture. So maybe I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. Look, I, I'm happy with that 11, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Mig Armoron is the only one I would consider playing. And obviously we saw last week with a few members of, of not only this podcast, but the FPL community who left a lot of points on their bench. And so it's just about... And that, that's not directed at anybody, Jack, as, as your face Can lights in the skull. How, how, how many shots have you just been fired already? Yeah. About as many points as you left on your bench last week, mate. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Very good. Very good. That's like an AK-47 coming at me then. Bloody hell. But, <laughs> you set yourself up for it. Um, but yeah, no... 
I'm happy. With, I'm happy with that bench. I feel like I might leave quite a fair few points on the bench to speak for myself. But yeah, what am I talking about anyway? You're above me now, Ollie. Leave him on your bench, mate. It's the yeah. right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean. They, they all start talking when, uh, you know, oh, you mean you've been above me all season, but they all start talking when you get a bit better than them and, you know, they're a bit jealous. And that's the thing with uh, with you, really, you're a bit jealous, but no, I don't know why they would be. Um, but, no, I'll, I'll, I'll probably end up starting Almiron. Maybe it's over gay here. I, I don't know, but that'll be a decision that I'll make closer to the deadline. But if, if I go in with that 11, I'm pretty happy with it. All right, Ollie Walker Peel. Thank you for your thoughts, mate, and thank you for uh, you got yeah you got more points than what you have in the league in, in there then over, over us. Bloody hell! Yeah. How many shots fired? Nice work, <laughs> mate. Right, next one. Let's get on to the top of the league. This is what everyone wants to see. It's what everyone came to the podcast for to see my team, what I've got lined up this week. Um, obviously sitting sitting pretty top of the podcast mini. Um, I'm quite happy with this team. Uh, Captain Harland is correct. That's good. I just want to double check that before we uh, go any further. And at the minute, I've just made one move. I've got rid of that terrible Robbo, who's probably going to haul this week. Uh, he's gone out and Ben White has come in. So obviously I've saved some cash, chasing the clean sheet and chasing the form of Ben White. Um, I did say, I think Mike Alpin uh, jumped in the comments and said he's a good option for this week. So I did trust him on this one. So it's all on you, Mike. Um so that's where I'm at the minute. But I am now. I'm still waiting because I'm going to watch United in the morning, see how they come through, make sure there's no injuries. And then Bowen will be leaving the team who I've got in there at the minute. And he will either Bruno, Anthony or Rashi, depending on what happens. If Rashford scores and, and does well against, um, oh, I can't even pronounce the name, in the Europa. Ammonia? Have you got Ammonia away? No, it's not Ammonia. It's the other one. Uh, Sheriff. Sheriff, that's the one who just sat the manager. Um, they, I'm going to bring whoever scores I'm going to bring in if all three of them score I'm not too sure what I'm going to do but I'll work it out but a United asset is going to come in I think for Bowen to take a minus four so yeah, I'm quite excited about that everywhere else in the team I'm quite happy I'm quite happy with Andreas in there my bench um, not looking as good as what he did last week uh, but it is yeah, uh, I think Bailey's on there against Newcastle I, I mean Aston Villa would Bailey be a shout in there? And you know, coming to a bit of formula looked excited, didn't he, last week? If they start off anything like they did against Brentford, could be a good shout. But Andreas, as you boys have mentioned, still a good asset in there. So that's where I'm at this week. Liking the Bruno one, uh, which I wanted to mention. Um, so he could be, yeah, a good a good one to bring in. He's in a good bit of form. Liking what he's doing. I feel like the West Ham one is just such a good shout. But that is where I'm at this week. Uh, captains, Captain Harland for me. Ollie, you've said Kane. Yep. Um, Reedy, who did you say uh, for? It's going to be it's going to be Harlem for me this week. I've had enough of missing out on his points, and if Salah hauls, so be it. Um, it is what it is. But I'd rather enjoy the Liverpool game, not having to focus on Salah getting me FPL points. So it's Harlem. If obviously Harlem's out, then it becomes Salah. You know, it's a no-brainer from that from that perspective. Perfect. And before I go to Chaz, I just want this quick one, and this will be for you, Reedy, being the uh, resident Liverpool fan. Tiff, who's joined us, thanks for joining us, Tiff. Um, hope you're doing well. Uh, she brought in Darwin. Um, Darwin's a Firmino game, but last game week uh, with the last-minute news. Should she keep Firmino or bring Darwin in this week? Um, what do you reckon, mate? She's concerned about Firmino's minutes, obviously. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, I think, uh, I think the fact that, obviously, there's no Jota, no Diaz still, uh, for a while now anyway but um i think how we set up in the champions league is exactly how i want to i want to see us set up and that's nunez on the left Firmino in the middle and uh, and obviously salah on the right and um, i don't think it's worth making the move um 
albeit you know either one of those guys could end up with the goals. Um, but I think having Firmino is fine. Um, I don't think she needs to go kind of go across to, to Nunes um, because at the end of the day, you do that and it's it's the same sort of similar moves. Both players in the same team. I think it's worth just holding on to Firmino. No, fair enough, mate. I hope that helps, Tiff. Um, if you want to listen to Reedy's nonsense. Over to Captain's Corner with Chaz. This is what we've been waiting for. It's that time of the week. Get your captain picks. Chazza, who have you got for us this week, buddy? This is the latest I've done it. This is 11.27pm from where I am. But for UK people, happy days. It's only 1.27. But, geez, I really want to go to bed. I've got to get up at 6. Anyways, let's go to Erling Haaland. Uh, that's where we start off every week. Scored a brace at home to Brighton last game week. He's back in form after his... In game week 12, had a blank, let's say. He's had 17 goals already for the season. We've already talked about his early substitution. Came off for half-time against his former club in Dortmund. He's flagged for the coming game week. According to some reports, he came off with influenza and a knock on his foot. Thank you, Pep, for your stupid little comments. Uh, provide so much clarity like always. But, however, it's not... That was not the first time he's come off early in a European group stage match. The 22-year-old has come off early in all the possible Champions League group stage matches for Man City and with rotation in mind for the domestic games. He's averaged 63 minutes of playing time in each group stage game. And we did mention about their Game Week 14 opponents. They have form on their side. The Foxes have kept four shutouts in the last five games. Although Harlan may be the more dominant choice, this player coming up provides a good case as an alternative. Sa-la-la-la-la. Sa-la-la-la-la. Mole makes you feel good. At home to Leeds United. And let's start with his amazing record against them. In his four appearances, he's scored six goals alongside an assist. With four of those goals being scored on the 12th of September, a hat-trick in 2020 and one in 2021 away at Ellen Road. Despite his appetising fixture coming up, we have mentioned this time and time again in our pod this evening, he is the most transferred out. But with the comments coming in, and it's a great audience tonight, I really appreciate the comments coming through. It has come off of back-to-back blanks against West Ham and Nottingham Forest. Four of his next five are rated as a two on the FDR. So beware. He's somewhat got his form picked up in the Champions League group stage game midweek with a goal and an assist in the Reds' 3-0 win over Ajax. Let's go to De Bruyne, who, in fairness, I think has a greater chance of starting over his Norwegian teammate. Where to start? Yeah, his chance creation. So he's created three goal-scoring chances in each of Man City's last three league games, which is the equal highest of any player on all of those occasions. His expected assist stats is just blowing off the charts. It's now 6.03, but he's achieved nine already. So I don't know where that stat has come from. And in midweek, he was an unused substitute away at Dortmund. 
This isn't the last one. It's the second last one. I know people are falling asleep by now. Let's go to Harry Kane, the three-time Golden Boot winner. He clinched two bonus points and scored a goal at home to Everton, coming off his second blank for the season at Old Trafford. And he ranks third for most points scored in the last six game weeks. His 42 points in that period is only better by Holland and the differential guy who I'm just about to mention in one moment. Despite his cons- consistency, he's still somewhat disrespected for managers in the top 10K, only owned by less than 40%, 49% of managers in the top 100, and within the top 1,000 managers, owned by 47%. Now, here comes the cake. The differential pick for this week is Miggy Amaron, who's at home to Aston Villa, and we have already talked about him. Only Harland has scored more points than him in the last six game weeks than him. He's had the most shots of any player on the pitch in Newcastle's last two league games. Three against the Toffees, six against Spurs, surprisingly. Newcastle's seven of their next 10 fixtures are rated as a two on the FDR. But consider it, three of them are before the World Cup. Seven of them are after the Qatar tsunami, which is after the World Cup. 535 managers have brought him in for the coming game week, making him the most transferred in. I need to sleep. Thank you for coming to another edition of Ted Talk. Awesome. Well done, Chaz. That was a fantastic edition. Love the differential captain. Ollie Walker-Peel has brought in Almer on this week. Will he put that captain's armband on him? Will he be brave enough to bring him onto the pitch? Put the armband on him. Last minute shout. That could be the make or break for the season, mate. That could that could propel you up to top. But the great differential pick. I love all your picks as usual, Chazza. It is time for you to go to bed. Uh, you'll, I'm going to start calling you Joracel because at, at the start of that one, you were absolutely dying of battery. And then all of a sudden you were re-energised uh, towards the end of that and you delivered the captain pick. So well done, mate. Um, That's what Captain's Corner does to Chazza, isn't, isn't that it? That is what the captain... It just raises the roof, doesn't it? It does bring yeah. it in. And uh, I love the um, you know couple of chants in there as well, mate. But listen, that is all we've got time for this evening. We have gone through the discussion points. We've gone through the captains. We've gone through our teams, gone through our transfers, a lot of content. We want to wish you luck for the remainder of the, uh, well, for the going into the game week. It's been um, a, a great pod. We've enjoyed all your comments. So thank you so much for jumping in there. Jump in the link tree. Uh, below, if you've still not joined our competition and joined our mini league, get involved in the public league, um, so which is which is still open. You can still join. Uh, and a big thanks to our sponsor, Bonus Bank, for supporting us in the community this season. Australia's and New Zealand's fastest growing side hustle. Make sure you check out their details in the caption below on to how to take advantage of Bucky's promotions. It's free to set up and you can also receive a 25% off your first premium month with our discount code FPL Addicts. So thanks for tuning in. If you've loved today's podcast, don't forget to hit the like button. Keep it coming in the comments and hit the subscribe button and make sure you, your notifications are on so you never miss an upload. And if you're listening on podcast, please do give us a follow and a subscribe on there as well as a quick rating and review would be brilliant. But like I said, that does bring the end to the preview show for game week 14. We'll be back next week. I'm sure the Scousers will be back on Tuesday for the review show for game week 15. Um, and keep an eye out on our socials if you haven't already but thank you for joining us thank you to the boys uh, for joining us on the panel and uh, may all your FPL dreams come true this game week